Hey guys, and welcome to my first episode of Quirky Reads. Sorry I wasn't able to get an episode out yesterday. I had a timer set, and it didn't go off for some reason. So, we're doing it today this week. But thanks for sticking with it, and let's get right into it. This week, we're reading Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Parts 1 and 2. By J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Jack Thorne. And it's a new play by Jack Thorne. If it sounds weird for any reason, it's because... Um, it's written in script form. And this is the eighth story in the series, set 19 years later. So, let's get right into reading it. Okay. I'm probably going to read maybe two or three chapters, um, every week. Or, in this case, a couple of scenes. So, I hope you enjoy, and again, if it, when I'm reading it, it sounds kind of weird, it's because this is written in script form, because it's supposed to be a play. <clears throat> Let's begin. King's Cross. A busy and crowded station, full of people trying to go somewhere. Amongst the hustle and bustle, two large cages rattle on top of two laden trolleys. They're being pushed by two boys, James Potter and Albus Potter. Their mother, Ginny, falls after. A 37-year-old man, Harry, has his daughter, Lily, on his shoulders. Albus. Dad, he keeps saying it. Harry. James, give it a rest. James. I only said he might be in Slytherin, and he might so. Off his dad's glare. Fine. Albus, looking up at his mom. You'll write to me, won't you? Ginny. Every day if you want us to. Albus, no, not every day. James says most people only get letters from home about once a month. I don't want to. Harry, we wrote to your brother three times a week last year. Albus, what? James? Albus looks accusingly at James. Jenny, yes, you may not want to believe everything he tells you about Hogwarts. He likes to laugh at your brother. James with a grin. Can we go now, please? Albus looks at his dad and then his mom. Jenny, all you have to do is walk straight at the wall between platforms 9 and 10. Lily, I'm so excited. Harry, don't stop and be scared. You'll crash into it. That's very important. Best to do it at a run if you're nervous. Albus, I'm ready. Harry and Lily put their hands on Albus's trolley. Jenny joins Jenny's trolley. Together, the family run hard into the barrier. Act 1, Scene 2. Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Which is covered in thick white steam pouring from the Hogwarts Express. Which is also very busy. But instead of people in sharp suits going about their day, it's now wizards and witches in robes. Mostly trying to work out how to say goodbye to goodbye to their beloved progeny. Albus, this is it. Lily, wow! Albus, platform nine and three quarters. Lily, where are they? Are they here? Maybe they didn't come. Harry points out Ron, Hermione, and their daughter... And their daughter, Rose. Lily runs hard up to them. Uncle Ron. Uncle Ron. Ron turns him towards them as Lily goes barreling up to him. He picks her up in his arms. Ron, if it isn't my favorite Potter. Lily, have you got my trick? Ron, are you aware of the Weasley's Wizard Weezer's certified nose-stealing breath? Rose, Mom, Dad's doing that lame thing again. Hermione, you say lame, he says glorious, I say somewhere in between. Ron, hang on, let me just munch this. 
air. And now it's a simple matter of, excuse me if I smell slightly of garlic, he breathes on her face. Lily giggles. Lily, you smell of porridge. Big, bing, bing, boing, young lady. Get ready. Get ready to not being able to smell at all. He lifts her nose off. Lily, where's my nose? Ron, ta-da. His hand is empty. It's a lame trick. Everyone enjoys its lameness. Lily, you are silly. Albus, everyone's staring at us again. Ron, because of me, I'm extremely famous. My nose experiments are legendary. Hermione, there's certainly something. Harry, parts all right then? Ron, I did. Hermione didn't believe I could pass a muggle driving test, did you? She thought I'd have to confund the examiner. Hermione, I thought nothing of the kind. I have complete faith in you. Rose, and I have complete faith that he did confund the examiner. Ron, oi! Albus, dad. Albus pulls on Harry's robes. Harry looks down. Do you think, what if I am, what if I'm but in Slytherin? Harry, and what would be wrong with that? Slytherin is a house of the snake, of dark magic. It's not a house of brave wizards. Harry, Albus Severus, you were named after two headmasters of Hogwarts. One of them was a Slytherin, and he was probably the bravest man I ever knew. Albus, but just say, Harry, if it matters to you, you, the sorting hat, will take your feelings into account. Albus, really? Harry, it did for me. This is something he's never said before, and it resonates around his head a moment. Hogwarts will be the making of you, Albus. There is nothing to be frightened of there. James, apart from the Thestrals, watch out for the Thestrals. Albus, I thought they were invisible. Harry, listen to your professors. Don't listen to James. Remember to enjoy yourself. Now, if you don't want this train to leave without you, you should leap on. Lily, I'm going to chase the train out. Ginny, Lily, come straight back. Hermione, Rose, remember to send Neville our love. Rose, Mom, I can't give a professor love. Rose exits for the train, and then Albus turns and hugs Ginny and Harry one last time before following after her. Albus, okay then, bye. He climbs on board. Hermione, Ginny, Ron, and Harry stand watching the train. His whistles blow up and down the platform. Ginny, they're going to be okay, right? Hermione, Hogwarts is a big place. Ron, big Wonderful, full of food. I'd give anything to be going back. Harry, strange. I'll be worried that he'll be sorting in the Slytherin. Hermione, that's nothing. Rose is worried. Rose is worried whether she'll break the Quidditch scoring record in her first or second year, and how early she can take her owls. Ron, I have no idea where she gets her ambition from. Ginny, and how would you fail, Harry, if Owl, if he is? Ron, you know, Jen, we always thought there would be a chance you could be sorted in the Slytherin. Jenny, what? Ron, honestly, friend George ran a book. Hermione, can we go? People are looking, you know. Jenny, people always look when you three are together and apart. They always look at you. Before exit, Jenny stops Harry. Harry, he'll be all right, won't he? Harry, of course he will. Act 1, Scene 3. The Hogwarts Express. Albus and Rose walk along the carriage of the train. The trolley witch approaches, pushing her trolley. Trolley witch, anything from the trolley, dears? Pumpkin pasty? Chocolate frog? Cauldron cake? Rose, spotting Albus's loving look at the chocolate frog. Ow, we need to concentrate. Albus, concentrate on what? 
Rose, on who we choose to be friends with. My mom and dad met your dad on the first Hogwarts Express, you know. Albus, we need to choose how to be... who now who to be friends with for life? That's quite scary. Rose, on the contrary, it's exciting. I'm a Granger Weasley. You're a Potter. Everyone will want to be friends with us. We've got the pick of anyone we want. Albus, so how do we decide which compartment to go in? Rose, we rate them all and make a decision. Albus opens the door to look in on a lo- lonely blonde kid. Scorpius, in an otherwise empty compartment. Albus smiles. Scorpius smiles back. Albus, hi, is this compartment? Scorpius, it's free, just me. Albus, great, so might, so we might just come in for a bit, if that's okay? Scorpius, that's okay, hi. Albus, Albus, Al, I'm, my name is Albus. <laughs> Scorpius, hi Scorpius, I mean, I'm Scorpius, you're Albus, I'm Scorpius. And you must be, Rose's face is growing colder by the minute, Rose. Rose. Scorpius. Hi, Rose. Would you like some of my fizzing whisbies? Rose. I just had breakfast, thanks. Scorpius. I've also got some shaka chalk, pepper ems, and jelly slugs. Mom's idea, she says. Sings. Sweets. They always make help you make friends. He realized that singing was a mistake. Stupid idea, probably. Elvis. I'll have some. Mom doesn't let me have sweets. Which one would you start with? Rose hits Albus out of sight of Scorpius. Scorpius, easy. I've always regarded the peppermint as the king of the confectionery bag. The peppermint sweets that make you smoke out of the ears. Albus, brilliant. That's what I'll... Rose hits him again. Rose, will you please stop hitting me? Rose, I'm not hitting you. Albus, you are hitting me, and it hurts. Scorpius' face falls. Scorpius, she's hitting you because of me. Albus, What? Scorpius, listen, I know who you are, so it's probably only fair that you know who I am. What do you mean you know who I am? Scorpius, you're Albus Potter. She's Rose Granger Weasley, and I am Scorpius Malfoy. My parents are Astoria and Draco Malfoy. Our parents, they didn't get on. Rose, let's point up mildly. Your mom and dad are Death Eaters. Scorpius, dad was, but mom wasn't. Rose looks away, and Scorpius knows why she does. I know what the rumor is, and it's a lie. Albus looks from an uncomfortable rose to a desperate Scorpius. Albus, what is the rumor? Scorpius, the rumor is that my parents couldn't have children, and that my father and grandfather were so desperate for a powerful hair to prevent the end of the Malfoy line that they used a time turner to send my mother back. Albus, to send her back where? Rose, the rumor is that he's Voldemort's son, Albus. A horrible, uncomfortable silence. It's probably rubbish. I mean, look, you've got a nose. The tension is slightly broken. Scorpius laughs, pathetically grateful. Scorpius, and it's just like my father's. I got his nose, his hair, and his name. Not that that's a great thing either. I mean, father-son issues, I have them. But on the whole, I'd rather be a Malfoy than, you know, the son of the Dark Lord. Scorpius and Albus look at each other, and something passes between them. Yes, well, we should probably sit somewhere else. Come on, Albus. Albus is thinking deeply. Thinking deeply. Albus, no. Off Rose's look. I'm okay. You go on. Rose, Albus, I won't wait. Albus, and I wouldn't expect you to, but I'm staying here. Rose looks at him a second and then leaves the compartment. Rose, fine. 
Scorpius and Elvis are left, looking at each other, unsure. Scorpius, thank you. Elvis, no, no, I didn't stay for you. I stayed for your sweets. Scorpius, she's quite fierce. Elvis, yes, sorry. Yes, sorry. Scorpius, no, I like it. Do you prefer Albus or Al? Scorpius grins and pops two sweets in his mouth. Albus, thanks. Albus. Scorpius, as smoke comes out of his ears. Thank you for staying for my sweets, Albus. Albus, laughing. Wow. Okay, this is the last scene I'm going to read for today's episode. Act 1, scene 4. Transition scene. And now we enter a never world of time change. And this scene is all about magic. The changes are rapid as we leap between worlds. There are no individual scenes, but fragments, shards that sow the constant progression of time. Initially, we're inside Hogwarts in the Great Hall, and everyone is dancing around Albus. Polly Chapman, Albus Potter, Carl Jenkins, a potter in our year. Jan Fredericks, he's got his hair, and he's got hair just like him. Rose, and he's my cousin, as they turn. Rose Granger Weasley, nice to meet you. The sorting hat walks through the students who spring into their houses. It becomes quickly apparent he's approaching Rose, who is tense as she awaits her fate. Sorting hat, I've done this job for centuries, and every student said, I sat I thought they'd take inventories from the famous sorting hat. I've sorted high, I've sorted low, I've done the job through thick and thin, so put me on and you will know which house you sh- should be in, Rose Granger Weasley. He puts the hat on Rose's head. Gryffindor! There's one thing, there's cheering from the Gryffindors as Rose joins them. Rose, thanks, Dumbledore. Scorpius. Scorpius runs to take Rose's place under the sorting hat. Hat's glam. Glare. Sorting hat. Scorpius Malfoy. He puts his hat on Scorpius' head. Slytherin! Scorpius was expecting this. He nods and half smiles. There's cheering from the Slytherin. As he joins them, Polly Chapman. Well, that makes sense. Albus walks swif- swiftly to the front of the stage. Albus Potter. He puts his hat on Albus's head, and this time he seems to take longer, almost as he if almost as if he is too almost as if he too is confused. Slytherin. There's a silence, a perfect, profound silence. When that's this low, twists a bit, and has damage. Beneath it, Polly Chapman, Slytherin, Craig Bowker Jr. Whoa, a Potter in Slytherin. Albus looks out, unsure. Scorpius smiles, delighted, as he shouts across to him. Scorpius, you can stand next to me. Albus, thoroughly discombobulated. Right, yes. Ian Fredericks, I suppose his hair isn't that similar. Rose. Albus? But this is wrong, Albus. This is not how it's supposed to be. And suddenly, a flying lesson is happening with Madame Hooch. Madame Hooch, whoa, what are you waiting for? Everyone's saying my broomstick. Come on, hurry up. The kids all hurry into positions beside their broom. Stick out your hands over your broom and say, up. Everyone, up. Rose and Yan's broom stand to their hands. Rose and Yan, yes. Madame Hooch, come on now. I have no time for trickers. Say up. Up like you mean it. Everyone but ro- everyone but Bar Rose and Yan up, broom sail up, including Scorpius's. Only Elvis is left with his broom on the floor. Everyone but Rose, Yan, and Elvis. Yes, Elvis up, 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 
up. His broom doesn't move, not even a millimeter. He stares at it with disbelieving desperation. There's giggling from the rest of the class. Polly Chapman. Oh, Merlin's beard. How humiliating. He really is, isn't like his father at all, is he? Carl Jenkins. Alps, part of the Southern Squib. Madam Hooch. Okay, children, time to fly. And suddenly, Hera appears from nowhere beside Albus as steam expands all over the stage. We're back on platform nine and three quarters, as time is ticked down mercilessly. Albus is now a year older, as is Harry, but less noticeably. Albus, I'm just asking you, Dad, if you'll just stand a little away from me. Harry, amused. Second years don't like to be seen with their dads, isn't that it? An over-attentive wizard seems to circle them. Albus, it's... No, it's just that you're you, I'm me, and Harry. It's just people looking, okay? People look, and they're looking at me, not you. The over-intentive wizard proffers something for Harry to sign. He signs it. Albus, at Harry Potter and his disappointing son. Harry, what does that mean? Albus, Harry Harry Potter and, uh, at Harry Potter and his Slytherin son. James is r- rushing past them, carrying his bag. James, Slytherin, Slytherin, stop with your dithering. Time to get onto the train. Harry, unnecessary. James, James, long gone. See you at Christmas, Dad. Harry looks at Albus, concerned. Harry, Al, my, Albus, my name is Albus, not Al. Harry, are the the other kids being unkind? Is that it? Maybe if you tried making a few more friends. Without Hermione and Ron, I wouldn't have survived Hogwarts. I wouldn't have survived at all. Albus, but I don't need Ron and Hermione. I've, I've got a friend, Scorpius, and I know you don't like him, but he's all I need. Harry, look, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters to me. Albus, you didn't need to bring me to the station, Dad. Albus picks up his case and makes heart away. Harry, but I wanted to be here. But Albus is gone. Draco Malfoy, his robe's perfect, his blonde pony tail precisely placed, emerges from within the crowd to be beside Harry. Draco, I need a favor. Harry, Draco. Draco, these rumors about my son's parentage, they don't seem to be going away. The other Hogwarts students see Scorpius about it relentlessly. If the ministry could release a statement reaffirming that all time turners were destroyed in the Battle of, of the Apartment of Mysteries. Harry, Draco, just let it blow over. They'll soon move on. Harry, Draco, my son is suffering and Astoria hasn't been well recently, so he needs all the support he can get. Harry, if you answer the gossip, you feed the gossip. There have been rumors Voldemort has a, had a child for years. Scorpius is not the first to be accused. The ministry, for your sake as well as ours, needs to steer well clear. Draco frowns, annoyed, as the stage clears and Rose and Albus stand ready with their cases. Albus, as soon as the train leaves, you don't have to talk to me. Rose, I know, we just need to keep the pretense up in front of the grown-ups. Scorpius runs on with big hopes and even... Bigger case. Scorpius, hopeful. Hi, Rose. Rose, definitive. Bye, Albus. Scorpius, still hopeful. She's melting. And suddenly we're in the Great Hall with Professor McGonagall. And Professor McGonagall is standing at the front with a big smile on her face. Professor McGonagall, I'm pleased to announce Gryffindor's newest member of the Quidditch team. Are she realizes she can't be partial. Your superb, your superb new chaser, Rose Granger Weasley. The hall erupts into cheers. Scorpius claps alongside them all. 
Elvis, are you clapping her too? We hit Quidditch and she's playing for another house. <laughs> Scorpius, she's your cousin, Elvis. Elvis, do you think she'd clap for me? Scorpius, I think she's brilliant. The students circle Albus again, suddenly, as the potion class begins. Paula Chapman. Albus Potter, on irrelevance. Even portraits turn the other way when he comes up the stairs. Albus hunches over a potion. And now we add, now we add is it a horn of bighorn? Carl Jenkins. Leave him in Voldemort's child to it, I say. Albus, with a little salamander blood. The potion explodes loudly. Okay, what's the counter ingredient? What do we need to change? Albus, everything. And with that, time moves over onwards. Albus's eyes become darker, and his face grows more sallow. He's still an attractive boy, but he's trying not to admit it. Suddenly, suddenly he's back on platform nine and three quarters. With his dad, who is still trying to persuade his son and himself that everything is okay. Both have aged another year. Harry, third year. Big year. Here's your permission form for Hogsmeade. Albus, I hate Hogsmeade. Harry, how can you hate a place that you haven't actually visited yet? Albus, he's a note will be full of Hogwarts students. Albus screws up the paper. Harry, just give it a go. Come on, this is your chance to go nuts in Honeydukes without your mom knowing. No, Albus, don't you dare. Albus, pointers one. Incendio! The ball of paper bursts into flame and ascends across the stage. Harry, of all the stupid things. Elvis, the ironic thing is I didn't expect it to work. I'm terrible at that spell. Harry, Al, Albus, I've been exchanging owls with Professor McGonagall. She says you've been isolating yourself. You're uncooperative in lessons. You're surly. You're... Albus, so what would you like me to do? Magic myself popular? Conjure myself into a new house? Transfigure myself into a better student? Just cast a spell, Dad, and change me into what you want me to be, okay? It'll work better for both of us. Gotta go. Train to catch. Friend to find. Albus runs to Scorpius, who is sitting on his case, numb to the world, delighted. Scorpius, concerned. Scorpius, are you okay? Scorpius says nothing. Albus tries to read his friend's eyes. Your mum? It got worse? Scorpius, it's the worst it can possibly get. Albus sits down beside Scorpius. Albus, I thought you said an owl. Scorpius, I couldn't work out what to say. Albus, no, I don't know what to say. Scorpius, say nothing. Albus. Is there anything? Scorpius, come to the funeral. Albus, of course. Scorpius, and me, my good friend. And suddenly, Sorting Hat is center stage, and we're back in the Great Hall. Sorting Hat, afraid of what you'll hear, afraid of. I'll speak the name of it. Not Slytherin, not Gryffindor, not Ravenclaw. Don't worry, child. I know my job. You'll learn to laugh at first yourself. Lily, Lily Potter, Gryffindor. Lily, yes. Albus, great. Scorpius, did you really think that she'd come to us? Potters don't belong to Slytherin. Albus, this one does. As he tries to melt into the background, the other students laugh. He looks up at them all. I didn't choose, you know that? I didn't choose to be his son. And that's the end of Act 1, Scene 4. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I hope you enjoyed these first four chapters. Um... Next Saturday, I will be reading a couple more scenes. And and remember, send me an audio message and you can tell me your thoughts or what book you want me to read next. 
and it might be featured in the next episode. Thanks for listening today, and have a great day. Goodbye!